Hello and welcome to the latest Culture Person Can Watch podcast, Unrivaled, Unconventional, Unrestricted. In this season we'll be talking to the key players involved in creating the exhibitions Ferguson and Icons 2, John Bellamy. In the first episode I'm sitting down with Scottish Maritime Museum curator Matthew Bellhouse Moran. So hi Matthew, how are you today? I'm very well thank you, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for coming along, we really really appreciate it. So I'll just get straight to the point. Can you tell us, first of all, just a basically a bit about yourself and where you work? So I'm currently the curator of the Scottish Maritime Museum and that means that I care for, research and advocate for Scotland's National Maritime Collection and that includes um, vessels obviously, uh, we have shipbuilding tools and machinery, we've got archives and photographs and more pertinently to this we've got an art collection and our collection is recognised as being of national significance and it's housed in two sites in the west of Scotland, um, both in A-listed buildings. In Irvine we have a museum in a historic Victorian engine shop, so an enormous Victorian warehouse essentially, and in Dumbarton we have a museum in the old Denny shipyard testing tank, and our museums they broadly cover Scottish maritime history, but they have a, a particular focus on 19th and 20th century Scottish shipbuilding. That's pretty fantastic, and it does cover quite a lot. But then with boat builders, it's a painting. So how did the museum end up coming up with it? And it is an incredibly striking bit of work. It's very striking. Um, when you go and see it, it's absolutely enormous. It's basically three metres by five metres. and. Um, John Bellany was very famous for painting huge monumental works and even by his standards this is a very big one. Um, before we acquired this painting it had actually very rarely been shown in public. Its last showing was in 2012 at National Gallery Scotland um, retrospective on Bellany which was actually just the year before he died in 2013. Um, after that, as far as we know, it was kept packed in pieces, it's in four panels, so they were separated and packed in a crate, uh, kept in storage until we purchased it in 2018, which we managed to do with funding from the Heritage Lottery Fund, the National Heritage Memorial Fund, the National Fund for Acquisitions and the Art Fund, so it really was a, a pooling of, of lots of different pots of money to be able to acquire this, this work. Mm-hmm. Um, the museum took several viewings of the painting where it, when it was kept in storage and we were really keen to collect it as we thought it would be the showstopper to top off the art collection that the museum had undertaken to create over the previous three years. We had a, a period of concerted collecting of Scottish art and it fits so well with our collecting policy. Um, so. We collect stories and objects that relate to Scots and the sea and of course John Bellany, a Scot born in a harbour village and he painted Scottish boat building scenes um, and later on went to become one of the best known artists Scotland had ever produced as a whole and add to the fact that regardless of all that it was actually just genuinely a, a superb painting, it, it fit perfectly. Um, so we went forward with the purchase and it came to the museum last year and we had it on display in Irvine for I think about four or five months before it was packed up again and sent away for some really much needed uh, conservation and repair work to, to help preserve it for the future. Yeah, I remember seeing all the press around it and the painting itself, like it was absolutely massive and just having, I think, um, Helen Bellany standing alongside it. 
Yeah, and she's she's just standing on the ladders and it just completely looks dwarfed against it. Um, we, as Culture Perth and Kinross, were delighted to have the painting on loan from uh, Scottish Maritime Museum. And my understanding is prior to it coming here for this exhibition, that it's been in conservation and this is the first time it's been back on display since the work was completed. Yeah, that's right. Um, so when we, when we acquired it, obviously Helen um, came over and um, gave a, a speech and talked about how important the, the work was. Um, so we thought that it was absolutely worthwhile sending it to the conservator um, to get it, you know, basically tarted up and ready for display. Um, this is the first time in many, many years that you can see the painting cleaned, conserved, stabilised and we hope as the artist intended it to be seen. Uh, because when we acquired it, there were it, it looked amazing at first glance, um, but there were quite a few issues with it. So obviously, these famous huge oversized paintings that that John Bellamy liked to paint, especially mm. in his early career, um, he and his wife Helen, as well as his friends and acquaintances, fellow students, uh, would have manhandled these enormous paintings all across Edinburgh um, and also later London. They would have all been moved multiple times, stashed in flats and studios and houses, moved from pillar to post. And so the boat builders for sure has been bumped around a fair bit and it really had started to show. Um, the edges of the panels, of the four panels that it's made up of, had been knocked and bumped. There were corners missing basically on, on each one. Mm. And um, there was a big dent in the third panel um, near the bottom where it looked like someone had basically put a, a steel toe-capped boot through the front, which which didn't look great. Um, and also, because it's painted on hardboard and um, you know Bellany didn't use canvas to paint on until later on in his career, um, Hardboard is very difficult for conservators to restore. Um, if you tear canvas, uh, what you can do is you can match up the ends of the threads that make up the weave of the canvas quite neatly, you know, just join them back together and glue them. And you can get away with a fairly decent looking repair. When you smash hardboard or damage it, it splinters into this messy, raggedy edge, thousands of splinters, a really rough edge that is, it's much, much more difficult for a conservator to align and patch up. So what our conservator had to do was, um, he basically had to make a, a paste out of um, hardwood sawdust and, and uh, a conservation grade glue, which he then used as a putty, a bit like polyfiller um, right. in your skirting board at home and uh, managed to use that to smooth over the back and then on the front he could gently, gently push down where it had all splintered and, and knit it all together with glue. But he said it took him a long time, it was a very difficult job. Mm. So anyway, uh, but his first job really, the Conservator's first job was to give it a really good clean. Um, the surface dirt and grime that had accumulated over the years spoiled the viewing of the painting to some extent. Also, um, Bellany just nailed his paintings to the walls of his studio or, or home, and so the panels have got nail holes. They've got them all around the edges, and because they're so big and floppy, they have nail holes actually all across a band in the middle. Those are still there. It's part of the history of the object, but the, the worst offending, like structurally dangerous nail holes to have, have um, been filled in and, and repaired. Um, splits, cracks, dents, all repaired. Some of the repairs were actually done by John Bellany himself. 
and had not held up very well over 55 odd years. Um, so the conservator had to, in essence, repair the repairs. Um, we couldn't remove them. We shouldn't remove them because they're part of the history of the painting, but they weren't really doing a job, good job anymore. So he just very carefully um, improved them, shall mm. we say, and, and made the whole thing much more stable. So that that's it was a, a long job. It took several months, mm. and we were very lucky to have a, a excellent conservator uh, who was available um, to take on the work. Yeah, and the fact that how the painting looks and how everything it's kind of been to and it adds to that story as well is is amazing and it's, there's clearly there's been so much work done to it and so I saw it today for the first time the exhibition has just opened um, but it really is something else you really just you cannot believe the size of it as well and I just think it looks so striking in the galleries and with that in mind do you have a kind of favourite piece of Bellany art yourself? I think I'm supposed to say the boat builders uh -huh. Um, not that I'm biased and I think I, I still would were it not for the fact that when we hung it for the exhibition it took six and a half hours because it was such a nuisance to put together yeah um, so it, it slipped in my estimations a little bit no doubt it'll climb back to top billing eventually but um, I think other than the boat builders another one of my favorites by Bellany is the Star of Bethlehem which was painted only a few years later in 1966 and I think that's currently in the collections of the Tate um, down south. Uh, and it's another large format painting, obviously. Um, and it's two fishermen standing side by side facing out of the painting towards the viewer. And they're standing on the deck of a fishing boat, the Star of Bethlehem. And they're actually standing or surrounded by uh, a pile of um, gutted fish, mm. which is uh, a little bit gruesome. Um, and it, it's something, it's somewhere between the figurative sort of European mid-century style of the boat builders and his later work when it became much more abstract, it's just sort of in the middle. Um, and the composition is superb and the whole thing is, is quite haunting to look at, but unlike some of his later work it doesn't push through into the just the outright disturbing, it's just very honest and direct mm -hmm. without being sinister. Yeah, I haven't, I'm not familiar with that one so I'll definitely have to look it up. Um, does the Scottish Maritime Museum have any other works by Bellany in their collection? We, we do, we're very fortunate we have one other um, called the Dawn Pearl at Port Seaton Harbour. So obviously Port Seaton famously where Bellany grew up and mm -hmm. formed his love of the sea surrounded by fishermen, his family. Uh, were boat builders and um, worked in the fishing industry as well. It's a lot smaller, so we've gone from uh, 5 metres by 3 metres to 90 centimetres by 90 All centimetres. Right. So as a curator it's a, it's a lot easier to deal with, it's a lot easier to handle. Mm -hmm. um, we know it was painted sometime before 2006, so it's much much later. It's on canvas and that with the size you know, and the style makes it known that it's much later. And it was actually donated by John Bellany to a fundraising auction for the uh, Hikadua Area Relief Fund, which was um, in solidarity with the fishing villages that had been destroyed by the Sri Lankan tsunami in, I think, 2004. So it's a much later painting, good deal smaller, canvas not a hard board, sensible sensible size, mm. more modestly proportioned. But I, I have to say it is not as impressive 
mm-hmm. as the the boat builders. The boat builders has a scale to it, which is by itself impressive. But sure. I also think the composition, the colours, the the style, the technique, and the message of it, I I much prefer. That's not to say that you shouldn't go to the Maritime Museum and see no, no, of see the other one. Um, uh, but both of those works, it's important to note, were acquired as part of the Scottish Maritime Museum's Smart uh, Art Project. So that's how we got those. All right, and what's uh, Smart? When is it? Uh, so SMART, SMART's a, a, an acronym and it stands for Scottish Maritime Museum Art, so maybe you should say SMART, uh-huh. um, and it's the name of, a, of the project that was funded by the Heritage Lottery Fund Collecting Cultures Programme. Um, so uh, we undertook the project because we realised that maritime history and maritime industry have, of course over the years they've and the centuries they've inspired Scots generally, you know, in a general sense. People will draw inspiration and, and motivation and, you know, have a relationship with the sea and Scotland's waters. But it also inspired in the sense that they've, people have been, Scots have been used to, uh, moved to use um, it as the subject of their art. So a museum that tries to be about Scotland's relationship with the seas and waters and tries to do this entirely just through documentary photographs, archives, machinery and vessels. It's missing something, it misses half the story. So the SMART project ran from 2015 until 2018, during which time um, the Scottish Maritime Museum built up a national collection of art by leading Scottish artists. And we collected a range of works from the early 1800s up until the early 2000s. So as well as the two Bellini paintings we've already mentioned, um, in this time we collected almost 90 works of art, which is a fair amount over such a short period of time, in all sorts of media. Um, we had sculptures, oil paintings, watercolours, uh, photo- uh, photography, fine photography, prints, drawings, etc. Pretty much anything you could think of. And it was also in this time that the museum acquired a William Caddell or Cadell. I've had people correct me saying <laughs> it's one not the other. I'd never seem to be able to get it right and satisfy everybody. Yeah, everybody um, has an opinion. Exactly. So yeah. let, let's go let's go with Caddell. Um so we have a, a painting by William Caddell who's a, obviously a, a, the Scottish colourist and so that's very appropriate for us here today in Perth with um, Perth Museums having the Ferguson Gallery nearby mm-hmm. and the Ferguson exhibition having just opened alongside the, the Bellany exhibition. Um, so we also have paintings by Sue Jane Taylor, Kate Downey, George Wiley, who a few Glaswegians will know, and uh, quite a lot of well-known artists who were either Scottish or working in or, or painting Scotland. Um, so it, for us, it's formed the basis of a really great collection, which we've continued to build on since. Um, obviously, the funding has stopped, but the momentum's carried on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's already an asset to us trying to tell the story of Scotland's maritime history, which is exactly uh, what we were doing when we lent the boat builders to um, to Perth. Um, although people will come to see a Bellany, they will hopefully take away a little something about Scotland's relationship to the sea, something which Bellany himself felt really strongly, having been born and brought up in Port Seton, which is um, in East Lothian. And um, he expressed this relationship in a huge proportion of his paintings, including this one. Yeah, and that sounds absolutely fascinating and I love the the drive um, behind getting all art to the Scottish Maritime Museum and the fact that like you said you think about uh, paintings you think you don't really think about paintings sorry you think about like more object related things when when you're collecting like for the sea Um, and 
with with John Bellamy as well, like he was quite a prolific artist. And so to go back to the boat builders, just to kind of finish up, like how significant do you think that piece is? I, I don't think it's biased for me to say that it is without a doubt one of his most significant paintings. Uh, in fact, Helen Bellany John's uh, wife um, uses the scene of John finishing this painting back in the 60s when he was 21 uh, uh, and in Edinburgh um, as the prologue to her published memoir, memoir of her life with John. Uh, and she writes about how after he completed, he stepped back trembling and breathless and he called it, quote, you know, an absolute beezer, which is a phrase, <laughs> a phrase he used when he was fond of uh, uh, something he'd completed or felt that he'd really succeeded in what he was trying to do, um, that it was um, good art in italics. So it's important also, as it is the earliest work that I know of um, by John Bellany that's in a public collection in the UK. Um, you know, it was his third year of university when he painted this, so it was very, very early days. Because of that, you can see very clearly his early influences, um, such as Fernand uh, Leger, um, before he had crafted his unique semi-abstract style, which was much freer. But at the same time, this painting couldn't have been by anybody else. It is very different to his later work, but at the same time, it's definitely a Bellany. Yeah, absolutely iconic, I'd say. Matthew, thank you so much for your time and thank you for spending time with us in Perth to record this podcast. Icons 2 John Bellany is open now and runs until the end of May. Ferguson is also open now and runs until February the 29th. You can find out everything that Culture Perth and Kinross is up to on www.culturepk.org.uk. See you next time.